Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. First of all, I have brought with me today basil. You may guess it is a basil plant. And you may be thinking, Hannah, it's not looking great. You would be correct. I have never managed to keep a basil plant alive. In all my days, I'll buy them in the supermarket, I'll be like, this is the one. I've got a cute little, you know, basil plant and it dies. And this time though, I know it doesn't look great, but it is thriving more than in the past. And that is because I have been pruning it. Google told me you need to cut off specific leaves in order to make these cutie little new ones grow. Okay, so we're going to today be thinking about practicing the way, as Katie said, and in your books, if if you've got a book with you, I should have a picture with the inside of it. Yeah, so here we have the book, and it's just a way to help you to take notes so that hopefully you'll remember more of what's been said on a Sunday. So I encourage you to write your name on the front, try and remember it each week, so that you can go over those notes. All right, let's read today's passage and hopefully it'll help us learn how to be apprentices to Jesus. That's the word we're using today or for this series rather than disciple, apprentices to Jesus. So it's from John chapter 15, which is in the New Testament of the Bible. And John is a gospel, which means it's a book all about Jesus's life. And starting at verse one, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that your joy may be, so my joy may be in you and your joy will be complete. I'm going to stop there. All right, so I'm kicking off with a classic three-point sermon today. And here are my three points. We're sticking again with the gardening theme. And it is this, pruned by the Father... Second point is rooted in Jesus. And my third point will be fruitful in the spirit. So first of all, we're going to think about that pruned by the father. Now, I've got a picture here. This is my dad, Ozzy. um, And this is him pruning the willow tree. So we had in, in his garden a massive willow tree. And every year he'd go up it, would be petrified of his safety. Um, and he'd cut off these branches. And I'd always be really confused as a child because I'd think... They're looking quite healthy, the leaves are looking good, and he'd say, Hannah, if I don't chop these off, it'll die, was what he said. And that, that, this is what I thought of when, it's, when it kicks off in this verse, and it says, 
My father is the gardener. We're thinking about Father God, not my father here. Um, And it says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. So what does this mean? Looking around, none of you are literal trees. None of you have literal branches. So it's a metaphor, isn't it? I believe that being pruned by the Father is allowing God to speak to us and cut off things that get in the way of us being apprentices to Jesus. This could be things in our lives that distract us from God. Now, continuing with my willow tree analogy, my dad, for a couple of years, he didn't cut the branches off. I know. And I went back and I was looking at this tree once and I was like, I think it's dead. And the tree had actually died, so the tree is no more. It's been chopped down because my father had not pruned the branches. If we do not allow God to prune things in our lives that are distracting us from growing in our relationship with him, from being connected to the vine that is Jesus, we're we're not going to find life. We're going to find death. This could be habits, listening to the wrong sort of music, watching the wrong sorts of films, or even watching films that seem harmless, but we just spend too much time doing it. Might be obsessing over social media, might be spending too much time scrolling. It could be relationships. I felt really challenged today to say that a relationship um, that ha- where people are having sex, it should be between a man and a woman that are in a marriage. And I believe that mar- any relationship that's not within those constraints, well, that's not great. <laughs> That's going to be a burden and that's going to disconnect us from that vine. It says in Philippians 4 verse 8, which is a letter written by Paul, it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, whatever is good, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. These are the things that we need to let our minds and lives be filled with. We need to let God prune things that are not good not noble, not right, not pure. As I said, that could be relationships. That could be habits, such as drinking too much alcohol. It says, do not get drunk on wine, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes in this society, we can just think, oh, it's fine, I'll just have another drink. But actually, we need to be witnesses. We need to be not drinking too much. We need to not be watching porn. We need to not be getting sucked up into these habits that are going to distract us from God. You might be thinking, I don't do any of those things, Hannah. And that's great. But it might be spending too much time, um, as I said, watching Netflix. It might be just not giving God enough time. If we don't let God prune us, we're preventing ourselves from living that full relationship as an apprentice to Jesus. Right, I'm going to play a very, very short song now. I just thought, have a break from my voice for a second. Hopefully it'll... Did anyone, that's, this is not my song, (laughs) I don't know what's playing, Um, did anybody struggle then, did it throw you when Eminem came in, yeah it was hard to focus on just one thing wasn't it, and in the same way that our minds, our ears get distracted by listening to two songs at once, even though they did did flow quite nicely together, in our lives we can't be serving two masters, we can't be, yes I'm connected to the vine, 
And also, oh, I'm just going to sit and drink too much over here. We can't be doing two things. We have to be fully focused on being apprentices to Jesus, which is hard. It was hard to focus on one song. It's hard to focus on one thing. But that's why it's important to form habits that get us rooted in Jesus, which we'll look at in a minute. So I just found this... Um, quote which I'd like to read hopefully yes it says when God prunes us the result will be greater growth and sweeter fruit pruning usually takes place when God uses situations people and circumstances to help mature us in our Christian disposition attitude and temperament the way we respond when we are pruned reveals our true level of spiritual maturity and I say to you let God prune you out with the old and in with the new and as God prunes you chops off those things that are distracting you from him. It'll make space for new growth and fruit. A couple of practical examples. If you really struggle just going on your phone and thinking, oh, I'll just pop on Facebook, Instagram, I challenge you, download the app Prayer Mate or Lectio 365. It's just ways that are going to focus you on Jesus, focus you on prayer, focus you on reading his word rather than jump into scrolling on a, on a Facebook or something like that. If you struggle with any of those things that I mentioned before, with um, addiction to things or alcohol or porn or um, getting into toxic relationships even, or if you feel like you're yeah, in a situation that's not healthy, I challenge you to have accountability for that. We're all about community here. We have mentioned community groups. It's really important that we're not just coming to church on a Sunday, but we're living our lives together. So find one person that you feel you can trust and say, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. Will you help me? Will you keep me accountable? Will you pray with me? Okay, so that was pruned by the Father, thinking now about being rooted in Jesus. So what does it mean to abide in the vine? Well, let's define it. Divine it. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, there we go. the vine is Jesus. And the Greek phrase for you that for this means to remain or to stay. And it's actually used 10 times in this short passage. So it's really emphasising that we need to stick with Jesus. We need to remain with Jesus. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, this is a photo. Did a spot of blackberry picking. Highly recommend it. And I found this beautiful, beautiful bush, and it was covered, covered, covered in blackberries. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Look at that. And then I looked down at the ground, and there was this one branch attached to the same thing, but going its own way. And as you can see, there's not a single blackberry on there. And I just thought it's a really visual reminder of, actually, you literally won't bear fruit. Like, plants can't bear fruit unless they are connected to the vine that is giving it life. So does this mean, when I'm saying we need to abide in Jesus, we need to be with him all the time, does this mean we sell everything and move to a monastery to become monks and nuns? Do we think that's what it means? Well, me and Michael popped to, I'm showing you a lot of visuals here today, um, me and Michael popped to, sorry, thank you, Lily, um, a monastery. It was very wet on one of the days, you can tell. Uh, we popped to a couple of monasteries, actually, and it was really interesting because we read about these incredible saints who had literally sold everything they owned and moved to monasteries. And they, it was incredible, wasn't it, Michael? They were, they were praying every day. They just were, they were reading God's word, reading the Bible. And um, we, we read that their lives were bearing fruit. However, the fruit that their lives were bearing couldn't be accessed 
by anyone that needed to see that fruit. They were just in this monastery. They were hiding away, not living in the world. And I believe, actually, we should be in the world, but not consumed by the things of the world. So, no, I don't think abiding in the vine, living with Jesus, remaining with Jesus means to sell everything and move to a monastery. I think it means living with an awareness to and connection to the Holy Spirit. Because as we abide in Jesus, the Holy Spirit abides in us. So how can we live with an awareness of God's presence? How can we be with Jesus and abide in the vine? Well, everything we do is in the presence of God. When we drive to work, we're in the presence of God. So maybe we think, if you struggle getting angry on the road, God, help me to not get angry on the road. When we're paying at the supermarket, we're in the presence of God. If you find yourself getting impatient when the checkout person is a bit slow, maybe think, God, give me patience. Teach me. When we're hanging out with friends, we are in the presence of God. If you struggle with getting consumed by gossip, maybe ask God, help me to live differently. We need to live with the awareness to the presence of God and the awareness that we are living in that presence. But thankfully, we're not doing it on our own. We can ask God to help us with these things. And habits are a way that we can get rooted in Jesus. I spoke when I talked about being pruned by the Father, that we need to get, let God prune off, chop off habits in our lives that aren't good, that aren't helping us get closer to Jesus. But as those habits get chopped off, we can let new habits grow roots, and those roots can be in Jesus. Now, I'm married to Michael, and imagine if I never took the time to speak to him. You'd probably like that, actually, now and again. I never took time to tell him what's going on with my life or ask him for advice, never text him through the day, just sat with him, never told him that I loved him or, you know, shared my hopes and dreams. Well, you'd think our marriage wasn't great, wouldn't you? And actually, we are in a relationship with Jesus. As we abide in the vine, that means we've got a relationship with Jesus and we need to chat to him through the day. We need to tell him how much we love him. We need to develop this relationship. Just speaking to him, we call this prayer. And Nina, I loved in your baptism testimony how you said, when I talk to Jesus, I know he will talk back. Prayer isn't just about that one-way um, monologue. It's a two-way conversation. We need to listen to God, listen to Jesus as well. We can just sit and be with Jesus. Some people call this quiet time or devotional time, but really that's just a fancy way of saying I'm spending intentional, uninterrupted time with Jesus. I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm not going to be watching telly. I'm just going to sit and be with Jesus. In Luke 10, we hear that Mary, and this is a really beautiful picture, Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. I just think that's such a beautiful uh, well, image there of Mary knowing how precious Jesus is and how precious his words are. So we need to just sit with Jesus. We need to read his word, get to know him better and listen to him. And I know that um, this might seem really hard when life's so hectic, but let God prune you, prune off those old habits and that will make new room for new habits. Just slow down and simply take away those other things that aren't giving life to allow room for things that will give life. And as I said, thankfully, we're not asked to do this alone. We're not asked to just be connected to Jesus alone. And we're not asked to bear fruit alone. In the chapter just before this, in John 14, we hear Jesus say that he's sending the helper. The helper, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. How great is that? You know, Jesus, Jesus came to earth, but then as he was going back to heaven, he, he left the Holy Spirit. So we're not doing this life alone. So we can be fruitful in the Spirit. So what is this fruit that I keep mentioning? Well, that we will produce as we are connected to the vine. We're now going to look at Galatians 5, which is again in the New Testament of the Bible, and it's a letter by Paul. Paul wrote a lot of letters in the New Testament, 13 in fact. And it says this, it's thinking about, it kind of, I feel like it mentions those old habits, almost like the rotten fruit, if we think of it as rotten fruit that's going to be chopped off, and it's going to mention those first, and then it's going to mention the fruit of the Spirit, which I believe God can grow in our lives. And it says this, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, what is opposite to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the flesh, so these are the things, the rotten fruit, we're thinking of it like that. They are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry. You might be thinking, we don't, we don't have statues that are gold anymore, Hannah. No, anything that you give more time to than God, you're idolising that thing. So idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we need to let God chop off those things, that rotten fruit, those branches that aren't bearing good fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So in order to produce that fruit, and I'd just like to mention, I think sometimes people say, oh, the fruit that I'm working on at the minute is love. But notice it doesn't say fruits of the Spirit, plural. It says fruit. This is one fruit that we should be producing if we are connected to Jesus the vine. We should all be striving in our lives to be all of those things, which is hard, but that's why we've got the Spirit to help us. And that's why we need to be rooted in Jesus, forming those habits, you can call them spiritual disciplines, that are going to get us to know Jesus more and what it means to be an apprentice to Jesus. So I grew up talking a lot about trees today I do like trees with also a cherry blossom tree in the back garden and often climb it to see if there's any cherries I love cherries there never were any cherries and I found out that that's because the cherry blossom tree wasn't planted in a in a place that would allow it to grow fruit no matter how much I willed it it's not going to grow cherries it wasn't going to be I don't know the technical term but you know fertilized in order to grow cherries not fertilized you know um And that's like us, no matter how much we will, if I'm like, I'm going to be so kind today, I'm going to be so patient, 
I'm going to be so loving. I can't just will those fruit, that fruit to grow in my life. I need to be doing things that are going to help that fruit be produced. I need to be rooted and planted in a place that is going to allow that fruit to be produced. And that, that place that I need to be rooted is in Jesus. Absolutely. And I need to spend time with Jesus learning how to be his apprentice. Have you ever spent so much time with someone you start to dress like them? and say things like them. Well, that's, that's, that's a good thing if it's with people that are a good influence. And actually, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we will become like him. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We don't want to be lagging behind. We don't want to be trying to rush ahead thinking, I'm going to be these things. We need to be asking the Spirit daily, to be helping us to be fruitful. So I want you to think now, I've mentioned a few examples of things that you might need God to prune from your lives. I'm just going to give you a few seconds just to think, is there anything specific? Maybe ask God, God, is there anything that you want to prune from my life so that I can be rooted in Jesus and that I can be fruitful in the spirit? Is there anything that's getting in the way of you living your life as an apprentice to Jesus? If there is anything, I encourage you to write that down. I think there's a box at the bottom that says, like, is there anything I need to do or questions I have? And with that thing, I encourage you to pray through it this week. Ask God to help you. Get in community. It doesn't have to be a whole group, just one person, two people, to have that accountability to of how you can help get that thing pruned out of your life. And then I challenge you, what new spiritual habits can you adopt? You might think, oh, I'm really great, really, really great at praying, which is wonderful. But you might think, I struggle reading the Bible, actually. I struggle getting into that habit of having that quiet time with Jesus. And I challenge you to just try and give something up to adopt that habit. I know life is busy. I know when we're working, life is busy. It could be choosing to not put the radio on in the car on the way to work so that you can just pray and be with Jesus. Thinking about the habits that you could adopt, it might be Sabbath. That means having rest. I think actually as a society, rest is something we really struggle with. There was a time that I, don't judge me for this, it's a few years ago, but I worked without a day off for 43 days. I know it's bad, I know it's bad. And um, God really challenged me because I actually was preaching on rest. And somebody said, Hannah, when did you last rest? When did you last take Sabbath? And I was like, and they said, if that was in the Old Testament, you would have been executed for that. And I was like, whoa, Lord, rest is important. You did it, God. God rested. We need to have rest as well. That's Sabbath. And I heard somebody say about Sabbath that it's, you do things on that day that are um, restful and worshipful. So what, what's going to bring you rest, spiritually, physically, but also worshipful for God? So maybe Sabbath's um, a spiritual habit you need to adopt. Could be prayer, praying more. Fasting. Fasting something we don't really talk about that much in the modern church, I feel, or in the Western church, I should say, actually. Uh, that's giving something up, often food, that's going to help us, I guess, be more serious about our prayer to God. It, it could be food, it could be telly, it could be social media. Solitude, spending time alone with Jesus, reading the Bible, getting in community. I know we've mentioned community groups, but such an important, integral part of growing our faith, of being apprentices to Jesus. Hospitality. Is there anyone you could invite around 
for tea, even a cup of tea and some cake. Just hosting, opening your house to people. It's a great discipline or habit to get into. Generosity. We know it's important to tithe. That means giving the the top 10% of our earnings back to God, back to the church. There's other, other ways that you can be generous. Obviously, this can feel really overwhelming to think about all these things at once. So I just challenge you to start with one. I want you to write down one of these things that you're going to try and make a habit this week. Is it prayer? Is it fasting? Could be. Is it getting alone with God? Is it reading the Bible? But remember that you're not on your own. The helper, as we read before, the Holy Spirit is with you. So ask to help you to be more fruitful. There's a prayer that I do on an app. I think James has mentioned this a couple of times. It's called Lectio 365, although James says Lectico. It's Lectio 365. And I really think it's a great app because it helps you pray through the Bible. And the prayer every day that it ends with is this. It says, Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. And I find that prayer, you don't have to pray that exact prayer, but that prayer, focusing on Father, Son and Spirit, focusing your day on living for him as an, as an apprentice to Jesus can be a really helpful way to direct your thoughts, your habits, your lives on Jesus. So I've given you two challenges today, haven't I? To try and get rid of a habit and to try and take on a new habit. And I know Michael got you to text people last week of something that um, you were like struggling with that was getting in the way of being an apprentice. Again, we want to be accountable to each other. We want to be in community. So if you would find it helpful to talk to somebody else about this, do that. 